Welcome to the Ocean Grove Camp Meeting Association's podcast. In Mark 16:15, Jesus says, "Go throughout the whole world and preach the gospel to every person." This good news sermon was given in the Great Auditorium in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. Visit oceangrove.org to learn how we are fulfilling our mission to provide people of all ages with opportunities for spiritual birth, growth, and renewal through worship, educational, cultural, and recreational programs at the Jersey Shore. Excited to welcome back to our pulpit this morning, Dr. Kenneth Levingston from Jones Memorial Methodist Church in Houston, Texas, and he has made such a difference in the life of Houston and brought so many people to that church and brought great growth, and he continues to talk about the higher way, submitting in love and service to others and, and showing love in, to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I am grateful to be here at Ocean Grove again. I am grateful uh, for the time that uh, I've had to share in Bible study with so many of you to uh, look into your eyes to pray with you, to have you pray uh, with and for me. Uh, I bring you greetings from uh, the state of Texas, specifically Houston, Texas, uh, where this is not humidity at all. Amen. <laughs> I spoke with my daughters on uh, last evening, uh, and the feel-like temperature in Houston is 113 on yesterday, so we are grateful uh, to be in Ocean Grove. Uh, I want to, I've looked around, my wife is here among us somewhere. I do better when I know where my wife is. Amen. Hey, honey. All right. Amen. Amen. She gives me a look that says, you preach too long, stop. Uh, she uh, gives me a look that says, you're veering in a direction that maybe you shouldn't. And so it's important for me uh, to find her. We are thankful to the trustees of Ocean Grove, uh, to those who have done ministry here on this site for 149 years. I love that, for in a perpetual way of lifting the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give Jesus a hand of praise today for this place and for the ministry that God has given us. Will you pray with me? Lord, God bless the preaching of your word and the hearing of your people that in the preaching and the hearing, the Holy Spirit might connect those two, and that it will accomplish not what we intend, but what you intend, that we will leave this place not remembering the preacher or how the preacher spoke, but that the word of God has been spoken in this place, and those who have an ear to hear have heard what God has said to their lives, and we will leave from this place to go out and serve God's people. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, will be acceptable in your sight. You are my Lord and Redeemer, and I give you praise. And the people of God said, amen. And so I've had the opportunity uh, during this week to share in Bible Hour about Joshua and his story. I have suggested during this week that Joshua's story is much like our story, that so many times we hear his story and, and we minimize it to the walls of Jericho. We think about those things, but it really is a human story. It's how God enters into the life of God's people in so many places and in so many ways. 
Remember, this is the nation of Israel uh, taken out of bondage in Egypt and heading toward the promised land. And there are 12 tribes, and they are there, and they're kind of like us. You know, we're in all of these different tribes. We're Baptist and Methodist and Pentecostal and Kojic and Presbyterian and non-denominational and some other and all of those things. And we have all of these tribes, but it's important for us to remember we're still one people. We're still one people. We're still the people of the living God. We bear the name of Jesus Christ. We are people who believe that God has so loved the world that God gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believeth in him, no matter our tribe, no matter our past experiences, we become one in the body of Christ. And I'm so grateful for that. I am so grateful that I can come to Ocean Grove and meet people who I've never seen before. And because of who Jesus is and both of our lives, we're brothers and sisters. We're not strangers. We're not people who are distant from one another. We share the same story that a God came down and has offered salvation to everyone. Somebody ought to give God praise for being a part of the family of God. Too often, too often when we're at our worst sales, when we're at our worst sales, we brag on our tribe. And we try to convince others that our tribe is the best tribe. Well, I've stopped by to tell you, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter to me whether you're Methodist or Baptist or Pentecostal or Church of God in Christ. What I want to know is do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Has God done something in your life that so changed your life, that so, so changed your mind, your personality, and your attitude that you can say with confidence, I am no longer my own. I am no longer the same. I am changed not through my own efforts, but by the grace of the true and living God. And I think when we look at Joshua's story, we see our own story. I hope this morning you can find a place to enter into this story yourself. One of the things that I recognize is that Joshua reminds me, and I hope he will remind you, that we have always been a people of movement. That the people of God is, have always been a people on the move. It's in our DNA. It's God finding Abram and saying, I want you to leave your familiar place. I want you to leave the land of Ur, and I want you to move to a land I have picked out for you. It's God saying uh, to one patriarch after the other, leave and move and I will be with you. It's leading them into Egypt and out of Egypt. And so if you think about your life, how God has met you and said it's time to move in your life, surely here at Ocean Grove, that's a part of your story. They tell me there's a 20-year wait list, and so uh, you know what it means to come and to move. I spoke with some persons who have been here for 25, 30 years, and now will have to move away to be with their family and their grandchildren, and it breaks their hearts, but they know that it's time to move. We are a people of movement. Jesus says to his disciples over and over again, he never says stay, he says go. He says, go, be on the move. And when the church is at its best, we're not a people who are an institution. We are a people who are a movement for the Lord, who are going out of our places of comfort to let people know how good God has been to us. And so Joshua and the children of Israel become an example of God's patient preparation of his people. Now, if you're like me, God's been working on me a long time. And for most of that time, I wasn't paying much attention. I've always been in church, 
I've always been a part of a fellowship of believers, but church was just something I did. Church was a place I went to. Church was a place that my mom told me I should be. But it wasn't until I heard God speak to my heart that I want something different for your life. I want something different for your future. And I want you to move your life in a different direction. So when I said yes to that movement, that my life changed, and God began to prepare me that one day a little boy from northern Louisiana in a town of less than 5,000 would be in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, preaching to a group of people who I would never know otherwise. Isn't God good? Isn't God amazing? Doesn't God surprise you and do things in your life that are just incomprehensible? And from the very beginning, Joshua is in an awkward place. For 40 years, he's been in the second chair. For 40 years, he's been the number one person next to Moses, but he's not the person who had to make the decisions. And, and I know what that's like. I've been an executive pastor. I've been a senior pastor. I've been an associate. And to not be in the chair where you make the decision. And Joshua was fine with that. At our best sales, we don't seek to be in the lead chair. At our best sales, we seek to be servant leaders. We seek to be used wherever God places us in whatever way God calls us to service in life. And then God shows up and says, I want you to move from the second chair to the first chair. I want you to take the place of Moses. I want you to take the place of Moses. Let me share with you what that's like. If you were a Green Bay Packers fan and you remember Vince Lombardi, would you want to be the coach? that followed Vince Lombardi. <laughs> there are just some people whose shoes are difficult to feel. And there Joshua is, not only with that challenge of replacing Moses. Well, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 34, there was never a prophet in all of Israel like Moses. There was never a prophet like Moses. God spoke to him face to face. God chiseled out and placed in his hands the Ten Commandments. God gave him the ability to lift his arms and spread the Red Sea open and cause the people to walk by on dry land. There was no one. And now God is saying, I want you to follow that guy. I want you to go in and, and, and move the people from where they are to where God is calling them to be. He has so many pressures so many burdens. So I look around this room, there are those of you who today have pressures and burdens that no one knows about. They don't see them because you don't wear them on your sleeve. When you show up, you look well prepared, you're energetic, you do your job, you take care of your family, but inside you are crushed every day. Inside you're nervous about what the next day will bring, whether you will have joy and purpose in your life. It's an amazing thing that he faces. He faces the burdens of the present and the past. Let me share with you the story. For 40 years, they've been drifting around in this little desert. And saints, if you've ever visited, it's not that large of a journey. Now, I'm not very good with directions, but about year 17 or so, I probably would have said, Moses, could I talk with you? We passed the same Cactus, about 17 times. I think we're walking in a circle. Do you know where we're going? What are we doing here? It's that Moses. 
that knows God is preparing us even when it seems as if we're not making progress in our journey. It's that God who puts in his hand a rod to bring water out of a rock. And so here Joshua is having to follow this guy. And after 40 years, the time has come. It'd be enough it was only 40 years. But he doesn't just have the expectations of the people in the room on that day. He has 400 years of expectation. For every generation since Abraham had waited for the promised land, had waited to go into this place, and now it's his time. The size of the task is enormous. People are murmuring. You know, Moses didn't lead that way. Moses would have never done it that way. If Moses was here, we wouldn't be in the situation we are in. But I think the most important obstacle he had in his life was his own self-doubt. That sense that I'm not up to it, that I won't succeed, that I will fail. And whenever we are overcome with fear, we will not trust God in faith. When we are overcome with fear, we stop and we stand there. And so God comes along and God does something amazing. He says to Joshua three times in the first nine verses, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Again, be strong and courageous. And if you're listening in your life and you find yourself in a hard place, you can still hear God saying to you, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Joshua, you will need strength for your enemies are real, that there are giants in the land, that there are people who will do everything they can to destroy your future and to destroy the future of these people. You must be strong so that you can endure. You need to be strong for perseverance because where endurance and perseverance come, it works character in us and we become more like the God who calls us. Be strong and courageous. I think, was Joshua hard of hearing? Why did he say it three times? Because if he's like me, I need real encouragement. And he says to him, I want you to be courageous. You can't be courageous if there's not a mission for you. You have to have a mission that calls for courage and a large mission calls for great courage. He's inviting Joshua to lead the people into the promises of God. He says, you're gonna need courage to do that. You and I are gonna need courage to go back to our communities and with our friends to be people of faith to never turn off the light of Jesus that's in you, to never turn off the hope that God has placed in you. You're going to need to be strong and courageous in those places where you feel overwhelmed each and every day. He had to remember that God had a purpose for the nation of Israel. And that purpose has not changed for the people of God. He had a purpose that every nation would be blessed through Israel, that people would be saved by coming to faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And for every believer on the planet today, our hope should be that people come to know God and the salvation of their soul, that they would know God as their hope, their, their source of strength, that they would be blessed, not because they belong to our tribe, but because they've come to know the God who's able to make a way out of no way. They've come to know a God who's made the difference in the lives of the people who are there. 
they come to know, like Joshua, that the ground we stand on is holy ground. That the ground you stand on, wherever you are, if you are a dentist, your shop is holy ground. If you are a laborer, the place you labor is holy ground. If you are a teacher, an educator, the place where you teach is holy ground. If you are a lawyer, that courtroom is holy ground. No matter where you are, it's holy ground. Not because of us, but because God says it is holy ground. That changes everything that the place I find myself is holy ground. And he says, Joshua, if you believe that the task is not too great for you, you are more than qualified because you have been called by God. So here's an important thing to remember. Moses is dead, but God's purpose is alive. Pastors come and pastors go. Over the 149 years of this institution, great preachers. Billy Graham preached in this place. Are you kidding me? Billy Graham preached in this place, and here I am. Woo! Oh my God. But preachers come and preachers go. But God is the same God. The same God that was here with Billy is here today. That same God blesses and restores and lifts up and calls us to live in a life. And so even though we will have disappointment, God never fails. And God makes a promise to him. He says to Joshua, directly says, Joshua, every place that the soles of your feet touch, I will give to you. Now, I'm from Texas. If he'd have told me that, I'd run all over East Texas. I'd run east and west, north and south, because God told me that everywhere my feet touch where my, can you see it? I just, everywhere my feet touch, because God said it. And I trust God, and I believe that God is up to God's promise. I don't know how long it will take. I don't know what I have to go through, but I trust God. And so Joshua reminds each of us that no matter how long things are delayed in our lives, that we must trust in the promises of our God. God understands our frame, but he says to us, I will not leave you, I will not forsake you, as I was with Moses, so shall I also be with you. As I heard the history of this place, the day that Dr. Graham was here, 10,000 people inside, another 12,000 outside, people as far as you could see, arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder, and some of us long for those days, but saints, in our time, as God was there, so God is here. We can't wait for someone else before we praise. We can't wait for someone else to give us joy. We can't wait for another time. I trust God, and I trust God's promises for my life. Maybe, like many of us, Joshua would have preferred to hear not strong and courageous, but safe and contented. In some ways, isn't that what the church loves to be safe and contented? To go into our buildings, to be safe and made to feel our worth, and not to be challenged, to leave the church, to go out and change the world, to challenge the world, 
to know the love that we found in Jesus Christ, not to condemn the world, not to stand in judgment of the world, but to tell them I met a God who has loved me so deeply, so fully, so completely. How can I not share that love with you? But you're going to have to be strong and courageous to move in that way, to practice the precepts of God. He says to Joshua, Joshua, keep my word before you day and night. Turn neither to the left nor to the right. Meditate on it each and every day. My sisters and brothers, we are still called to read the word of God, to meditate on the word of God, and every day seek to live out what the words are. We're not exempt from that. Jesus says in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 17, I've not come to do away with the law. I have come to fulfill the law. In me, the law is fulfilled. If we're going to be the people of God, Joshua tells us over and over again, we've got to take a deep dive into the word and let it speak to our hearts and our minds so that the Spirit will give us what we need in those difficult times in our lives. Not just meditate on it, but do what it says. Do what it says. If we do that, even in your life, whether you are in your tent or whether you're in your place of employment on an athletic field, you will feel the presence of the living God. Lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. There's not a place, a circumstance, or a situation where God is not with you. For Joshua, it was the Ark of the Covenant. Wherever they went, they could turn their eyes and see the visible presence of God with them. For you and me, Jesus is God with us. The power of the Holy Spirit abides in you each and every day. And so whether you're walking along the beach, or whether you're on your knees at the altar, the presence of the living God is always with you. You are never alone. And here's the good news. If I were preaching, this is the good news. We get to participate in the plans of God. Who are we that God would invite us to participate? I told the Bible study hour, when I was in my neighborhood, I would always be the last kid picked for pickup basketball. I was at that time, now I'm really tall now, at that time I was about 4'9", and I wore glasses, and I would just never get picked. You know, we'd be at the guys, I'll take him, and I'll take him, and if there was an odd number, okay, come on, just don't touch the basketball, right? <laughs> just stay out of the way. Don't touch the basketball. Sometimes we spend our whole life feeling as if we're not good enough. We spend our whole life feeling that even in the local church in which I find myself, I don't have the skills, I can't sing, and, and I don't know, and yet God is saying, I am with you wherever you are in your life. God is with you. You're sick, God is there with you. Whatever is happening in your life, God is there with you, and we get to participate. We get to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We get to proclaim what God has done in our lives. I tell our congregation, well, you need to be very careful if you're going to go out and just compare scripture notes with people. Because you'll find yourself in a tennis match. 
You'll give them a scripture, they'll give you a scripture. And you'll just spend your time arguing scriptures back. But what would happen if you simply share with them your story? No one else's, just your story. This is what God has done for me. It may not be dramatic, it may not be earth-shaking, but it's your story. No one can tell you that your story is misinterpreted. No one can tell you that you're wrong about your story. We keep trying to tell someone else's story when we should share with them, this is what God has done in my life. I want you to know you're not alone. You're not alone. That what you have gone through and what you're going through, others have, are going through now. Share the story of what Christ has done. These final things. Render the way Jesus did. He emptied himself and became like us. Not only should we surrender, but we have to understand that Jesus died and lives again, and that that God lives in you. And one day, like the children of Israel who were waiting for the promised land, we will have a new heaven and a new earth. For the old things will pass away and everything will be made new. In the meantime, it's our responsibility to go out and to share acts of mercy and justice and, and passion and compassion with people. It's time for us to move from the places where we have been comfortable, the places where we have felt safe. It's time for us to move out into the world and know that yes, God is calling you to move from where you have been to where God is calling you. Let's give God a hand of praise, amen? If you are able, please stand with me for our closing hymn. And as we are singing this hymn and move down toward the altar rail, maybe today there's someone who feels moved to come to the altar for prayer, to come to the altar and say, Lord, I want to be a part of your story. I want to be used by you. I want to do the things you've called me to do. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And today, God speaks to your heart. Maybe you need healing in your life, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Whatever's on your heart, will you come to the altar today? And now, may the love of the God who has given himself for us, may the peace of the God who offers to all of us his peace and grace, may the mercy of the moving God be with all who are here. May God's blessings be with you. May the Holy Spirit remind you you are holy ground. And now unto the all-wise God, who is able to present each of us faultless before the throne of grace, beloved, power, dominion, now henceforth and forever. And all God's people share together. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in the peace and love of Christ. Thank you for listening. For more about attending a worship service in the Great Auditorium, additional programs offered by the Ocean Grove Camp Meeting Association, and social media links, go to oceangrove.org.